Penn State's all in on class of 2024 quarterback Michael Van Buren, but some things have changed. Is Michael Van Buren all in on Penn State? You are locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Zach Seiko, your host, and I am joined by one of the people that is most connected when it comes to recruiting. And he's from Rivals. That is Adam Friedman. Adam, thank you so much for the time. Recruiting analyst uh, and just it really does it all when it comes to Rivals. Adam, what where can people keep up with your work, the, the incredible stuff that you do and just how how plugged in you are? Like you are one of the truest sources out there. And people are going to learn that today if they're uh, meeting you for the first time or listening to this. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, I'm all over Rivals.com. They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivals Friedman. Um, you can yeah follow along there. I'm always tweeting out stuff tweeting out offers tweeting out visits uh stuff from the road i was just in charlotte at the battle seven on seven tournament and uh, the under armor espn um uh, camp that they had in rock hill and uh, this coming weekend i'll be uh at the ot seven seven on seven tournament in baltimore and then another under armor uh, espn camp in new jersey so uh really making the rounds right now in the mid-atlantic and northeast uh, as the weather starts to get a lot better up here yeah yeah. So if you didn't believe me for my intro there, uh, Adam is very much uh, uh, in tune with what's going on in the recruiting landscape because we got some interesting stuff to talk about when it comes to Penn State in particular. And of course, Locked on Nittany Lions is now your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com, Penn State rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com. And that is your source for everything Penn State athletics, which we're going to do here with recruiting because Penn State now we're going to talk about the offensive lineman, the stretch run that Phil Troutwine has had and he's not finished. Plus, there's some wide receivers, defensive linemen that Penn State are targeting. That's going to be later on in this episode. But Adam, I think it's important to lead off with someone that Penn State is targeting uh, very heavily uh, and just some kid that uh, ESPN, for example, very high on of course rivals is as well and that is quarterback michael van buren i mean this is someone that is a blue chip prospect uh commitment date set for july but it sounds like there's just some new information that's coming to light uh, as far as his recruiting goes yeah yeah i mean i was uh, pretty high on penn state's chances to land van buren just just a week ago or so when he released his top three and now it looks like he's headed to uh, oregon for their spring game this weekend and you know, depending on how things go, I could be flipping my future cast, which was, which currently is on Penn State, could be flipping that to Oregon, depending on how this visit goes. We'll see how that turns out, though. Uh, that commitment date, like you said, still set for early July. I believe it was the eighth. We'll see if that gets moved up. Um, you know, after this, after this uh, visit, the uh, the Ducks have been all over Van Buren for months. Uh, his relationship with Dan Lanning and that entire coaching staff is pretty strong. And he likes the idea of playing in an offense like that that's pretty wide open and really has a chance to sling the ball around a lot. Of course, he he does a lot of that at St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. He's had a lot of playmakers there, and they've really relied on him uh, over the last year and a half, two years or so, to uh, move the ball down the field. They've, of course, had some really good running backs and some great offensive linemen. But that defense and, and his ability to move the ball through the air and with his legs has really carried that offense for sure. 
That's a very interesting update, honestly, and something that's new information to me as well with you sharing that. And and, and I know I've, I've followed, you know, he passed up actually Penn State spring game to go out to Oregon as well for another visit, uh, missing the Bloom White game. And I, I, you know, I was told I've talked to Dylan, who's, you know, do, uh, doing a lot of recruiting analyst work for Penn State rivals, but also uh, other rivals channels as well. And, and he said, you know, at, at least at that point in time, a week ago, two weeks ago, he said, I'm really not all that concerned about it. But you're saying that it, it's a little concerning at this point. For at Penn this State. point, yeah, I would absolutely be if I'm a Penn State fan, I would absolutely be concerned about um, the momentum that's trending away from Penn State and trending towards Oregon right now. Uh, um, we'll see if Oregon can really uh, slam the door this weekend, but uh, you know uh, we'll have to revisit that after after the trip. And Penn State is still looking for that quarterback commit in the class of 2024. Of course, they had Jackson Smollick in 2023, and of course, you know it's it, it's all it, it's just the cycle, right? Because Drew Allers not even in his first year of starting yet, and and Bo Prabula is still a quality backup who eventually is expected to take over the reins. But you always just kind of have to plan for that scenario. And Michael Van Buren, just what, when, when you watch his tape and you just know what kind of person and player that he is, what stands out to you the most about Van Buren and why he would fit in so well with Penn state system? Yeah. He's, he's kind of one of those guys who's just a, a kind of a winner. You know, you go back to Trace McSorley and then Sean Clifford, you know, those guys are, are didn't blow you away with any measurables. They weren't the fastest. Yeah. They didn't have the biggest arms. They weren't the most accurate. They just won. They found a way to get it done. And Van Buren has that kind of it factor there. He's very cool under pressure. He does a good job finding receivers in the open field who can who can make plays after the after the catch. Uh, he's just one of those guys who who teams believe in, who players believe in, and um, that's going to be a huge asset for him at the next level. Uh, really excited about his potential in in any system that he ends up in for real. Yeah, and you obviously brought up the measurables uh, listed at 5'11 across the board there. Uh, and I mean, Bryce Young is somebody that was able to kind of shed that label of, well, short quarterbacks can't get it done. Are there any coaches anymore that really look at that, the height and, and see like, well, he doesn't have the ideal size. I feel like the days of the six foot four, 240 pound quarterbacks. Yeah, that's Drew Aller in this case, but you don't have to fit in that mold anymore. Are there any coaches out there that still believe that? Yeah. Five uh, eleven is just not going to cut it for me. There are a few, but the range has certainly stretched the, 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 there's a more broad appeal uh, for the shorter quarterback who's more mobile. And you know, that, that, that it factor, that winning factor that they bring to the table most of the time is something that can outweigh some of the the concerns about uh, their size. You know, that's, we're seeing that a, a lot with Bryce Young. Of course, he's one of the more exceptional quarterbacks we've seen in recent years, just yep. a really kind of slippery quarterback who just gets the ball out of his hands exactly when he needs to before he takes that big hit. Um, and he's proven to be durable enough. Um, we'll see if that holds up at the NFL level, but certainly at the college level, a shorter quarterback can absolutely get it done. And the final note on Van Buren, as far as when could you expect the next news break or, you know, just kind of an update, if you will, uh, after, of course, he has this visit with Oregon. So are we expecting something like, you know, another future cast or just any inclination of where he might go? Is that going to happen in a week, two weeks and a month? Because his commitment date is set for July. Yeah, we'll definitely be catching up with him after the weekend here. I spoke to him briefly earlier this week, and um, you know we're we're on the same page about making sure that um, everybody everybody is in the know about the details of this Oregon visit. All the eyes are on him right now. He's one of the highest rated 
uh, uncommitted quarterbacks in the nation, and uh, everybody's keeping an eye on what he's doing up at Oregon, what his impressions are of that environment. Of course, there's going to be a lot of big-time players there, and uh, you know we're definitely going to get his, his opinion of the event uh, after the weekend, and uh, depending on that reaction, uh, you could see a change in the future cast. What do you think Penn State needs to do something different or what they can do to make that final pitch to him if it's really coming to it's coming down to this stretch for him as a recruit? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see just what his reaction is. And that's how you're going to gauge what Penn State's reaction is. Um, of course, you know, today, you know, after the news really came out that he's definitely going to be there. We saw a few more quarterback offers go out for Penn State in the 2024 class. So that should give you some inclination about Penn State's confidence in their stand in their, in where they stand with Van Buren at this point. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see how things turn out uh, after the weekend. And of course, Penn State's going to be looking at the same thing. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see there. It is locked on Nittany Lions, and it's great to bring on someone the caliber of Adam Freeman, again, who's Rivals.com, a national recruiting analyst. Before we move forward, as far as discussing the class of 2024, especially with Penn State and what they've been able to do as far as the big boys up front, they just continue to build this offensive line. But there's some other intriguing prospects that they do have the attention of. Before we get to that, let's hear from one of our sponsors of today's episode, and that is Built. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built. You've got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on the taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Pops. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You will not think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably tasty flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. I'm just not sure how Built does it because these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy. I want to hit that home. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about. Order your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can still get your specialty favorite flavors at Built.com. So head over to your Walmart today, nearest one, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puff. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro puff. You can thank me later. Thanks so much again for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zach Seiko, Adam Friedman on the other side. And again, you want to check out Happy Valley Insider for all the latest when it comes to Penn State recruiting. Basically everything Penn State athletics, uh, of course, primarily football and basketball, men's basketball. But just with it's getting it's getting hot on the recruiting trail right now. And Penn State, yes, quarterback is extremely important, but the stretch run that Penn State has had with offensive linemen, Adam, uh, has been nothing short of impeccable because as someone who does the show, graduating from Penn State and just seeing all the teams that, again, hit with the sanctions. So the offensive line was essentially an afterthought with what you were working with. And now it seems to be the best position group, at least trending that way, if not this year, but for the next two, three, four years, the way that Phil Troutline and James Franklin have teamed up together. Yeah, they're doing a really good job right now. Um, obviously, last year's class was pretty impressive. This year, they're off to a really great start. They've got 
you know, four and a half offensive linemen already right. committed today. Yeah. Egan Boyer announced his commitment a couple of days ago. Garrett Sexton a few days before that. Donovan Harbor. And uh, obviously during the right after the spring game or during the spring game, I guess it was, is Caleb Brewer who could play offensive line, tight end or defensive line. Uh, it's really something that they're going to figure out once he gets on campus. Um, you know, this is a great group. And when you couple all of those guys with Cooper Cousins, a really impressive offensive lineman who's been committed since January of last year. Um, you know, this group has, has a chance to be pretty impressive. Um, I really like the potential that Egan Boyer brings to, to Penn State. Um, you know, six foot eight, but a really lean uh, 260 pounds. Uh, he's coming off a, a little bit of an injury that it's not going to be a big deal. He'll be ready to go uh, later on this spring and early summer. Um, but you know, Penn State's shown that they've been able to physically develop players like him, really pack on them the good weight. And Phil Troutwine loves these big athletic uh, uh, guys that he can mold uh, once they get on campus. Um, the same can kind of be said of Garrett Sexton, 6'7", 250. Donovan Harbor going to be probably more of an interior guy at 6'5", uh, 305. And, and Caleb Brewer, kind of a utility guy, if he does even stick on the offensive side of the ball. And Cooper Cousins, really a, a pure tackle, more than likely a right tackle type of body uh, once he gets there. Um, these guys are really impressive all overall, and it's going to be great to see how they – develop once they get on campus uh, I'm, I'm pretty high on this group um, it'd be interesting to see how their rankings pan out uh, as this process continues we're excited to learn more about Boyer and Sexton currently uh, mid to high three stars both of them um, and right now Harbor a four-star Cooper Cousins obviously a four-star one of the higher rated offensive linemen in the nation and um, you know don't forget about uh, Kevin Hayward too rivals 250 offensive tackle in-state guy a lot of connections to Penn State somebody who um, pretty pretty close to if we haven't already predicted him to end up at Penn State there's a lot of guys a lot of teams I should say that are still high on him and trying to get his attention. Michigan, Notre Dame, those types of teams are still kind of in the mix there. I would expect that he ends up at Penn State at some point, but that's something we're keeping an eye on right now. Yeah, and Penn State's been able to do this. I, the the attention, at least for the past class, was strictly in the, you know, in the mid-Atlantic, uh, nor northeast, of course. You had Javen Williams, uh, the best in PA, stay in PA. So that that's a good commit to get. But then you go down to the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, the DMV, and then you pick up Alex Birchmeyer, uh, Chimney Ono. And what's different about this group for 2024 is the fact that they're kind of... Uh, more or less all over the place. There's there's a coordinated attack in Wisconsin, uh, getting guys out of the Midwest, and then you just get Boyer out of North Carolina. So it's that uh, Phil Troutwine is having more success out of where they typically target these types of players. Yeah, it's really important that Penn State's able to recruit nationally like that because the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast, it's kind of cyclical when it comes to these big time prospects on the on the line a lot of times there's there's really good defensive linemen but offensive linemen it's a little bit more cyclical and um you know they've done a good job closing on the top rated guys when they are local or 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 regional but when it's a little thinner at the top they need to be able to go national and they're they're doing that right now wisconsin north carolina like you mentioned the two the, the two guys from wisconsin um then again in north carolina they've obviously done great in pennsylvania still and um they need to be able to do that to compete with the ohio state States, the Michigans and and those teams in the SEC that uh, they're going to be matched up with more and more once uh, this college football playoff expands. Yeah, and that's a, a 
important part of what Penn State's trying to do now because when they were that 7-6 and six team back in 2021 and they fell well short of expectations, they couldn't close games out. Part of that had to do with the running backs, but the offensive line also wasn't the caliber that it needed to be. And now you have that with Singleton, Allen, and then you're going to have the best, probably the best offensive line easily, and that bar just keeps moving up. Like, well, I think we'll have the same thing to be said Next year is that the offensive line, same thing. It's the best in Franklin's tenure. It's the best in the past decade. So Penn State has that identity now, similar to Michigan, where they feel very comfortable closing games out. And that's particularly what they've done up front. And of course, with J1 Sider uh, and, and the running backs, but sticking with offensive line. And the, again, that prospect, Kevin Hayward, what, what do you like about him and why Penn State, again, needs to continue to add linemen when they have, quote unquote, four and a half? Yeah, Hayward's really looks like he could be a prototypical left tackle. Um, he's a really athletic guy. He he understands the technique. He understands what he needs to be able to do there. He needs some physical development. So once he gets on campus, there's going to be a year or two before he really is able to see some significant time once he gets gets there. But uh, I'm really, really like the tools that he brings. And I'm excited to see how Trout Wine, how the strength and conditioning staff are able to mold him if and when he does pick Penn State. And I do want to remind people that Penn State currently has 12 total commits, according to Rivals.com, and they are ranked sixth in the nation. Michigan and Ohio State are one and two. Uh, the Big Ten, that doesn't. there's no mercy in the Big Ten, right? Uh, and then Georgia, LSU, Notre Dame, three, four, five, before Penn State at six, which is already just an impressive run to start 2024. And Penn State's usually in the mid to the top. Of, they usually start fast when it comes to next year's recruiting cycle uh, and the same can be said here now uh be, there's a bunch of other positions it's not just quarterback it's not just offensive line that have seen seen a lot of priority here but uh penn state's got wide receivers they're targeting marcus haggins wants to make uh, his best first impression uh some defensive linemen and just the way that Penn State's dealing with the injuries in the interior and defensive end is going to be a stronger position for them this season uh, it, it just Makes sense for Penn State fans like this. This needs to be a priority. So let's flip it over on the line of scrimmage and go to defensive line. Uh, there's Benedict Ume, Malachi Williams, Xavier Gillian, uh, Gilliam, and David Pale Pale. Uh, starting with Ume, uh, a defensive end. Uh, what kind of read does he have towards Penn State? And what kind of prospect is he? Yeah, I mean, it seems like Penn State's the odds-on favorite here. He's visited a couple of times. He's got an official visit coming up in the next uh, month and a half or so. And, um, you know, it's really the only school he's been to multiple times. Um, you know, he's spoken very highly of the Nittany Lions. He likes what the environment's like. He likes the coaches. He's getting closer with the commits and some of the other recruits. And I think that, um, you know, barring any other school picking up momentum, I think that uh, I think Penn State's going to end up with this really talented defensive lineman who hails from Canada, obviously is playing in Connecticut right now at Avon Old Farms, a really impressive program up there. Uh, it's turned out a number of players uh, over the years. And I think, uh, you know, Penn State's done a great job laying the groundwork there for uh, for really talented commitment uh, down the road. And then another edge rusher, and this is someone that's close to home, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Penn State seems to be the favorite as well, and that is for Malachi Williams. Uh, yeah, temp super, super versatile uh, edge defender, uh, defensive end, outside linebacker, somebody who can get to the quarterback but also drop into coverage if necessary. He has really great athleticism. Six foot four, 210. 210 might be a little heavy for him right now. Um, I expect him to add significant weight once he gets to the next level, um, but his explosiveness off the edge is incredibly 
impressive. Um, and you can, you know, Penn State fans can eventually thank Deion Barnes for this commitment uh, when, if and when it does come, because he's really put in the work, especially with these Philadelphia kids. I mean, that's his his hometown. That's, those are his guys over there. Everybody is really close with him. And, um, you know, Williams is somebody who I could see turning into an impressive sack master for Penn State or whatever, whatever team he ends up with at the next level. And then there's Xavier Gilliam against somebody that uh, Penn State really has tar- just a good relationship built with to start before uh, he's made any lean towards a commitment. Yeah, somebody that I could see ending up there. Um, you know, it's really important to see whether or not Penn State can close on him. Um, you know, a, a DMV guy. Um, you know, it's an important mm-hmm. area for Penn State. Um, you know, Gilliam's close with a number of the big time players in the area, and I expect. I expect them to continue to push for him regardless of what other commitment or what other players uh, uh, do. Um, you know, he's, he's an important guy, six, three, two 50 or so. Um, I would imagine that's a little heavy for him at right now. I think he's going to trim up before the season, but uh, somebody who can really stick with stick his hand on the ground and get after the quarterback. He's really good against the run. Um, I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Hold, uh, holding the line there and uh, playing the run. Um, and, and it'll be great to see him this spring to see that development and whether or not he's able to handle some of the bigger and more talented offensive linemen that he'll come across once he gets to the next level. And then there's David Pale Pale and the yeah. players we just previously mentioned seem to have more of a lean towards Penn State, but then there's kind of a, a divide here. It seems like Penn State uh, definitely has his attention, but so does Michigan. So what what is the read at this point? And what again, what kind of process what makes him different as a prospect? Yeah, he's a really athletic interior defensive lineman, somebody who you know, again can hold up at the point of attack, but he plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage. This guy can create chaos in the offensive backfield. He does a great job making uh, tackles back there, uh, whether it's against the running back or, or pressuring the quarterback, moving him off of his spot. Uh, you can move him, you know, to the one, you can move him to the three, he can play in an odd front, an even front, uh, really like what he's going to be able to do at the next level and some of that versatility that he'll provide to the defensive front. A couple more prospects to discuss, but first, Locked On's mock NFL draft special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now at Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Draft is just you know, hours away at this point, depending on when you're listening, of course. But uh, it'll be very exciting for Thursday, April 27th. I'm Zach Seiko, joined by Adam Friedman of Rivals. Again, knows everything recruiting, really. You you need a recruiting update. Uh, you check out Adam Friedman's Twitter uh, and what he contributes to Rivals.com very frequently. Uh, Adam, just a few more prospects, again, that are very notable, uh, at least as of late. And let's flip it back to the offensive side and go to wide receiver because Marcus Haggins, I'm still kind of, as Penn State fans, you're everyone's waiting for him uh, anxiously but eagerly to land that first top tier wide receiver prospect. Uh, and there's Chance Wiggins and Keelan Adams who are in the fold. Let's begin with Wiggins. What does uh, what does Wiggins provide, and what's his relationship with Penn State as of right now? Yeah, Wiggins has an he's he's setting up an official visit to Penn State. Uh, there are a few other teams that are that are in the mix there. Um, he's he's working on setting up those official visits. I just saw him over the weekend, and um, this guy is every bit the 6'3", 186, probably more closer to one ninety five. I would imagine at this point, uh, does a really good job. Uh, making big plays down the field, a really athletic guy, long arms, that catch radius is something that 
quarterbacks at the next level are going to love. Um, he, he's a, you know, from Virginia. He's got a lot of ties to the coaching staff. The coaches know him very well over there. And um, you know, I, would, I would think that uh, Penn State has a puncher's chance when they get that official visit. But um, you'll know, we'll have to see how much they want to push for him, considering some of the other uh, big targets they've got out there. Keelan Adams is somebody that uh, they've been – very high on for quite a while. I just saw him a few weeks ago as well. He's transformed his body a little bit. He's gotten yeah. a little bit leaner, a lot of, a little looser uh, as a route runner. And uh, that's really helped him become a more dynamic player. He's had really good hands for a long time. He's had good straight line speed. He can really get down the field, but the, uh, get, trimming up a little bit and uh, becoming a more powerful per player uh, has helped him create more separation out of his out of his breaks. And it's uh, something that is going to pay dividends down the road, I would think. And this is someone who's top one of the top prospects in all of Virginia. Go figure with uh, Marcus Haggins coming over to Penn State. But Ohio State's uh, in the mix as well. And you would expect teams like Virginia Tech and West Virginia to be in, involved. But uh, Ohio State is looking at him as a prospect as well. So Penn State uh, definitely fighters chance with <laughs> with Adams as well. And what is just from conversations you had, what what? has been the overall impression with Marcus Haggins and how he fits into everything that Penn State wants to do thus far in his young coaching career in Happy Valley. Yeah, I mean, everybody really is very familiar with him and what he's been able to do with receivers for years and years when he was coaching at Virginia. Um, he's got impressive connections throughout not just the state of Virginia, but throughout the region, the Mid-Atlantic, the Pennsylvania, North Carolina, New Jersey, um, all the big time players, all the big time coaches know him are familiar with his personality and they're familiar with the way he develops prospects. Um, that's something that's actually paying dividends for Penn state right now with somebody like Jalen Hornsby out of Camden, New Jersey, somebody that uh, I would think Penn state uh, has a very good chance with once they're able to get more contact with him throughout this spring and summer. Um, he's, he's a name I'd keep an eye on. And I mean, it seemed concerning from Penn state's point of view because there's prospects like Rico Scott, Bishop McDevitt, saw him in the championship game uh, to play in the state championship game where they, you know, obviously won by a boatload. And he wasn't even the biggest factor, but you knew just all the attention that he's going to garner. And then he goes down to Alabama and he's verbally committed there. So that seems like it, it, it's a concern. Marcus Haggins is supposed to be a boost in recruiting and you miss out on a blue chip prospect right, right at home. And he he goes to the Crimson Tide. So He's somebody I'd keep an eye on, though. Um, okay. You know, Penn State's gonna, not going to stop recruiting him. The wow. connections are too strong um, at, at Bishop McDovitt there. Um, just keep an eye on him as the process goes on because, you know, again, the unlimited official visits now for players. Um, yeah. You know, regardless, I mean, he hasn't taken one just yet, but uh, keep an eye on, on Rico Scott because I would, I would be willing to put money on the fact that he would probably end up taking a taking a visit to Penn State at some point in the in the summer or sometime during this during the season he's been there a number of times already but um, we'll keep an eye on, on that recruitment as he's been as he's able to you know really build more of a relationship with Higgins so there is some light at the end of the tunnel here because I know just there were people you know, in my in my comments in particular saying you know what what what's the point of getting player X if they can't even keep uh, Rico Scott when he's in Pennsylvania so that that is good news for those people that did have that concern uh, last but not least this is the prospect we'll finish with uh, Adam and that is Christopher Jones a linebacker and Manny Diaz has done very well turning Abdul Carter into already a perennial superstar. And Tony Rojas has the make 
makings of it as well. Tamir Robinson, already an early enrollee on campus, and he's come a long way for somebody who's battled injuries. So Christopher Jones, what is the latest on him and his recruiting towards Penn State? He's taking a lot of visits. Uh, Penn State, though, will be a strong contender, possibly the favorite when the time comes for his commitment. He is, you know, his cousin, I believe, is Kenny Sanders. So um, I think that, um, you know, I think Penn State's going to be in a good position uh, down the road there. I've heard a little bit of smoke about Florida. Um, You know, we'll see if that really is something down the road. But um, I don't think a decision is imminent. I expect him to take a number of official visits to really understand how big of a priority he is for a lot of these other schools, Uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, um, also in the mix, but um, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and get his attention as well. Uh, But I would expect Penn State to be the favorite when the time comes for his commitment. Locked on Nittany Lions is now your go-to podcast for Happy Valley Insider. Penn State rivals visit happyvalleyinsider.com for everything when it comes to Penn State football, recruiting, Penn State men's basketball, and all things Nittany Lion athletics. I'm Zach Seiko. He's Adam Friedman. Again, Adam doing such obviously incredible work. Rivals.com's national recruiting analyst. Uh, Adam, where can people keep up with your work? This, This was fun. I enjoyed this and can't wait for another conversation with you down the road. Yeah, this was great. I enjoyed talking about these these big time prospects in the Mid Atlantic, Northeast, all over the East Coast. Um, these are the ones I'm most familiar with and uh, have been tracking them for years now. So uh, you know, it's it's great to be able to talk about them and their development. Uh, you can catch all my work, uh, like you said, on Rivals.com. You can also get me at Rivals Friedman on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, looking forward to catching up with all of you guys there.